0: You're listening to Partnonomics Podcast, where we discuss the art and science of developing successful strategic partnerships. To learn more about the suite of Partanomics solutions, visit Partnonomics.com. Okay, so let's continue on with part two of this podcast, where we're talking about uh, IoT or Internet of Things, uh, as well as the evolution of different technologies. And so I'm uh, still stuck here with my two sidekicks, Tyler Pittman and Mr. Tom Wasnoski. So Tom, we were just uh, continuing to talk about the evolution of, of technology and five G and what it's doing. I think you're getting ready to uh, to talk a little bit more about some examples in healthcare.
1: You know, you remember my buddy uh, Justin Daya yeah. with with uh, Diamed. Yeah, <clears throat> he's uh, you know a guy that's been at this for a decade plus. And you know you want to talk about somebody that is absolutely reliant upon partnerships, but and you know for those that might listen to the podcast later, he's he's in the uh, you know pharmaceuticals, right? And and adherence and and uh, adherence specifically to medications that are you know taken to make your day to day a better life, <clears throat> and um, I, I think if you look at how much the pharmaceuticals, the pharmaceutical industry has enabled longevity, better way of life. I mean, gosh, I take a cholesterol medication and had my old man had that at my age, he'd probably still be here today. But that stuff, you know, it's now time-based evolution, right? And and so how does that apply? Well, gosh, um, rather than that bottle, getting empty before I gotta go up to Hy-Vee or Price Chopper or Walmart, wherever I go to my pharmacy. If I'm on a 30 day renewal, just dropping on my doorstep every 30 days. Mm-hmm. I'm good, but you know, I'm good. And I mean, those are the kinds of things. So how does that relate to the topic we're talking about? Okay, you take that, plus whatever, you know, my refrigerator talking to me needing a new filter. Um, all these other things in my house, if I look at my wifi router, I might have at any point in time, 25 to 30 devices talking, right? Um, that's goes back to the comment I made earlier about the 28 line, lane highway versus the two lane dirt road. Mm-hmm. Now you take all these devices, you multiply it by a, you know, a, a hockey stick inverted growth factor that's ginormous in the devices we're supporting now all of a sudden you see why that highways needed but if you build the highway will they come you know the trust factor of people relying upon um, <clears throat> the technology enablement it's and it, it's very to me it's very evident in the what I call the kind of aged older adult community you know the 55 plusers boy oh boy they have a really hard time with adopting technology mm-hmm. man you know what's
0: really interesting with that is in the late '90s, whenever I started working at Sprint, never forget this: one of the first meetings that I was allowed to participate in, or at least come <laughs> in and be the be the new <clears throat> crazy kid, uh, you know, sitting in the corner, was a conversation around text messaging. Yeah, and if text messaging would ever take off, oh. <laughs> and the ask was, you know, we need to spend a couple million dollars on this text messaging platform, and several of these VPs, network VPs, were saying. No, we're not going to spend any money. We just spent millions of dollars upgrading um, our voicemail platform. Why in the world would somebody text and fumble around with this uh, triple tap, right? The little yep. clamshell phones uh-huh. back in the day.
1: The T9 and yep. input.
0: Um, why would somebody do this triple tap thing when all they have to do is just leave a voicemail? We, we spent all this money, so pe- all, that's all people have to do is talk. It doesn't get message. any easier than that. Yeah. And then, you know, so you obviously fast forward a few years and text messaging is making its way in, right? And then, um, I, man, it was like deja vu. I found myself in another meeting whenever I was running the BizDev group for Sprint TV, right? So I had mm. 70 different partners that we had their content. We had the largest mobile television programming uh, app on uh, that was offered at the time. And so... I was trying to convince yet again, you know, a couple VPs to spend some money or give me budget to to make the platform better and to get additional content. And at the time, remember two and a half G? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was two and a half G devices. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, it's it's a horrible experience. It doesn't look good. These are small screens. And I and you know, and I'm never going to, you know, these are, you know. 55, 60 year old VP saying, yeah, I'd never use that. Uh-huh. I was like, well two things. Number one, you're not the customer.'re you not yeah you're not And the number two, segment. these devices get better every month. Yes, they do. And <clears> two <throat> years later, you know new devices came out, we're at 3G, we're mm-hmm. at 4G and now I don't know what the exact numbers are, but there's a significant a significantly higher percentage of video. That's seen oh, that's, on the mobile device yes, yes. as opposed to any other platform <clears throat> by younger demographics.
1: My kids, my kids who are teenagers, um, so that demographic, they, they don't watch TV. It's all, everything. Well, they don't they watch do, the big box. No. They oh, watch no. it on their phone. Okay, right? so right. let, let's, okay, the word TV is kind of like Kleenex, right? You're yeah. old. Yeah, dying <laughs> old. <laughs> so the way they consume content is the device in their hand, not mm-hmm. the one hanging on the wall. Yeah. And because it, it's that on-demand, and so I think, gosh, this is actually kind of um, interesting that it just popped into my head. There's, there's, there's kind of three segments of. Um, adoption to this whole how technology can influence. We've already kind of talked about how the, you know, the, the aged older adult, if that's the right way to, pl- to, to say that, there's a hesitancy still, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's your and I's demographic that <clears throat> we cut our teeth in our careers on technology evolution. And then there's your age demographic yep. that you look at us and you're like, dude,
2: because bo- they're born into it. I was literally... Okay. I was about to say this exact thing. The older demographic, they didn't have it. They don't necessarily want it. So the acceptance of it is lower. Right. You guys... Well, they
0: had to learn
2: phones where Tyler was born with a phone in his hand,
0: basically. Exactly. You know, he's
2: at the age where
0: that's all they know. They, they don't all know, we know
1: a phone on the wall. Yeah. Okay, so now we're getting into the meat of maybe where the psychology rubber meets the road.
2: Right. Because I think... The, I guess, the generation or whatever, the demographic younger than me, Uh they're just born into it. All this technology already being evolutionized and developed. That's all they know. They're not, they didn't have to go through where you guys, I think you guys understand the development of it better than obviously my age because, like Mark just said, I was born into it. Whereas, so I think it's the acceptance will get higher as the younger generations come up because Mm. they're just, that's all they know. They don't,
0: I think trust is like more automatic with the younger demographic than Mm -hmm. it is the more skeptical older generation.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Because they went through Mm -hmm. the trial and error of the technology maybe being skeptical or, you know, the privacy wasn't there. Whereas now, which I think can be a bad thing where they just trust it right away, you know. Right, right. But, yeah.
1: So there's there's a a level of before you before you trust the conversation, or I'm, I'm trying to draw a parallel to, you know, my when I was a young boy, my mom always used to tell me, you know, you always wanna look someone in the eyes because you can tell what they're really speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, I mean, if you look at that as technology, you know, if I wanna look technology in the eyes and understand what it can do to me negatively before, so, there, so there's almost like a, um, gosh, Well, it's today it's the reviews. Yeah, right. 20 yeah, years yeah. ago, Absolutely. you
0: you went eye to eye with somebody. Yeah. And you felt them out. Mm-hmm. Today, what do you do? You go to the Amazon reviews. Yeah. Is this, this
1: 4.5 or better? Right. Yep. Absolutely. And if there's 12,000 people that bought this mug, I better jump on the train. I'm trade. gonna
2: buy it too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: Ooh. Wow. So that enters in a whole new other different psychology aspect to like, so what has enabled adoption of technology is this whole crowdsourcing ideology, right? And the fact that a whole lot of other people trusted it, therefore I can too. So, yep. I mean, I, I do the same thing. I mean, I'm a huge Amazon user and um, and buyer, and gosh, I have to say, uh, it's done my investment portfolio well, too, recently. Yeah, I heard about that. Can't complain about that, <laughs> but... Um, Yeah, so I'll go out and I'll look at a device, and if there's a a, a whole bunch of reviews, I don't even read. I just accept. Right. Right? And whereas if there's 35 or 40, and it's still a four-star review, I'll go out and maybe read the, and I'll sort them by the most recent. Because to me, it's important to know... Not what happened in seventeen, but hey, what happened in April, May, June, and July right. of twenty? Because
2: then they might work out some kinks in the product, or
1: well, it's it's more relevant feedback. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's actually uh, interesting. To could could business go into that review mentality mode?
2: I, mean, I, th- I think they are.
0: I think it's there in a way. Yeah? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. with different products and services, you know, it's very similar, but. Man, yeah, so we bought a new cabin that we're going to have delivered. You know, it's going to be a prefab job. It's, it's getting worked up. Dude, so Amazon, they just make it so easy. So each night, whenever I got some time to kill, I just cruise through, you know, and act like it's Christmas time. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to need some lamps. Yeah, I'm going to need a cool little griddle, you know, for Tyler to cook on and all these other things. Do I have like 20 things on there? Yeah. It, it, it's on my little list, right? They let
1: you build these different lists. How are you going to heat that thing? Propane, baby. I, I got a propane guy for you. Do you? Shout out for my boy, uh, Mr. Kevin Votaw over at Sally's Propane. You give him a holler, he'll hook you up.
0: He'll, he'll get us taken care of. Yeah, man, we're just... So it's out in the middle of kind of nowhere-ish, right? So that's the idea. It's on 40-some acres. You going on
1: solar for, for electricity? I
0: want to. I want to. So we're, we're going to kick it out this uh, this first winter. Um just with a generator. generator. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got a nine thousand watt generator to kind of rock it for now, which should be solid to do that. But then next spring, yeah, we're how looking you, at different well, solar how systems. How do you power
1: that? Uh, gas. Gas, yeah. Gas or diesel?
0: Uh, it's gas. Okay.
1: What's the tank on it?
0: Uh, thirteen hours. I don't. I can't remember exactly how many gallons it is, but she's pretty big. Are you gonna have running water in this thing? Not initially. Okay. We're still kind of working through all of that. We're trying to figure okay. out how rustic to go.
1: Okay. You Okay. So now, w- this is completely off topic, but one thing... <laughs>
0: Everything's off topic.
1: Well, I mean, there's no question that's a bad question. That's right. One thing I will have to ask you is, I have, I love to be outdoors, but I have never gone deer hunting. You
0: haven't lived, brother.
1: I've never gone deer hunting.
0: Let's roll. You ready to go this year?
1: Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I want you to teach me how to do it I mean, tell me all about it. I mean So sit up in a stand and wait wait. for him to come. And wait. Call them in. But we kind
2: of
0: cheat. You know, we're all
1: about these hacks. You know, are you guys technology geeks? Are you guys the IoT of deer hunters?
0: Well, the two things that we do, number one is we have shooting houses. Yep. So you're nice and comfortable. Then number two,
1: you got a heater in
0: there. Oh, Come so then my. you just slide open the door. So
1: you don't even need to bring whenever a flask Brutus comes by. No.
0: You don't have to, but I, I mean you it can.
1: Hurt.
2: You just can't fall asleep after. No. no yeah, no, you just no, can't no. be falling asleep. Are we
1: talking bow? Are we talking, Bo, are we talking oh. rifle? Mm, mm, mm. We're
0: we're gonna reach out
1: and touch someone.
0: Okay. We're talking rifles. I have about okay. ten for you to choose from. So
1: So <clears throat> now, one thing that I absolutely have to tell you is if we take her down or him down, I mean I'm 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 getting it processed. I'm eating it. Well,
0: that's cool. Who's 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 gutting it?
1: That's the go. part I gotta un- me. <laughs> <laughs> or you you're probably gonna have to do the first one.
0: Yeah. Well I'll show I'll demonstrate. Right. So right.
1: you, you, you you I tell you what, I'll have the knife in the hand and you tell me. I'll demonstrate like on. the
0: first half and then yeah, you, you just gotta tell clean me up go awesome. here and do
1: this. Okay. Yeah. I'll do it
0: it's it's weird though I gotta tell you man if you drop something mm-hmm. 150,
2: 175 pounds two hundred pounds it's it's
1: it's weird you gotta bare hand it though I'm
2: fine with that okay yeah bare- I mean you got so no gloves nothing no i'll show you i'm okay
1: if the, the blood's still warm oh,
2: oh yeah, it will it'll be, it'll, it'll be warm <laughs>
1: <laughs> i like the sound
0: yeah close to 100 this, degrees this, this, this might right. be which isn't bad when it's about 20 hours this might be yeah it's a little
1: hand warmer <laughs> <laughs> so are we going to switch gears and talk about this process because i'd love to hear it how do you use technology in your hunting side of things
2: trail cam man
0: it's really cool yeah so trail cam's definitely one of those but i've got a my, one of my buddies actually my college roommate Gabe uh, gave a braille super cool dude he's working on uh some different scopes and uh night vision
1: <laughs>
0: and doing just some really cool stuff uh um, Tem-
1: whoa, whoa, whoa time out time out night vision
0: <laughs> yeah are you empty? yeah
1: man i think tyler you might... gotta
2: go pick up a desk here for too long that's right? fine i got time
1: tyler might need to you need another well i mean it's is it a three beer podcast it's probably a three beer podcast it might be a it's, three beer I podcast. Mean, it's up to you guys i don't i mean it is friday I fun got day time.
2: it's friday fun day mark i take it you, you're gonna
1: want a third, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think so, it's five o'clock over in the Bahamas or somewhere. Somewhere it is. It is further east.
1: So, night vision. What, what what's the advantage? What's, I mean, do they they, actually, they travel more at night, right? Well, deer. Well,
0: so you you can't really you can't do that for deer legally, right? You, so we whoa, whoa, definitely whoa! Don't so there's well, t-
1: see, I know nothing. Yeah. You There's a, a time of the day where you can take them down.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's a half hour before sunrise to a half hour after sunset. So, basically, you know, morning light Five till to dark. seven,
1: yeah. six-ish, something like that.
0: Yeah, so in, in Missouri, it's in November. So, it's... Yeah, it's going to be a little earlier than that. So, go back to... Gabe. I met Gabe before.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I met Gabe before. So, I, yeah,
0: electrical engineer. And he's actually working on some scopes and stuff like that for... For night vision. For the military. Oh. For military applications.
1: Very cool. Um,
0: so... I mean, I guess if you're into like varmints and um, coyotes, things like that, mm-hmm. I, th- I guess you could use it for that. I, I, so
1: that's another, I mean, that's another idea. This. Yeah. How many acres do you say you got down there? 40?
0: Yeah, 43.
1: <whistles> yeah. And we're working on some more.
0: Really? Yeah, we're, we're working on some deals. I got Tyler doing some negotiating.
1: Really? You planning on buying some land to the south, to the northeast, or west, or yeah, what? Yeah, see if we and, can and, add and to if- it a little bit and attaching it to the existing land, okay? Yeah. So eventually, eventually you guys are going to have some livestock out there? No.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just four-wheelers and riding and shooting and
1: whoa, whoa. hanging whoa. out. So if you know how to, if you like to ride in the dirt and throw dirt with knobby tires, we can go down there and run. Yeah. Oh man, I had no idea you're running you're doing this kind of thing. Thank you, sir. Yep.
0: Uh yeah, absolutely, man.
1: That's not a mirror pond pale ale, Tyler.
0: Speaking of like riding things in dirt and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about it. Let's Come on. tell the folks. Let's tell the folks about the transaction from a little mm-hmm. while ago. Mm-hmm. I sold. Well, let, let, let's my... go, go back. Go back. Okay. Let's, let's back the up. The last
1: podcast. Okay. You told me that you guys brewed beer. Yeah. And Tom being the inquisitive goon that he is. I was like, "Well, won't you take me out and show me the 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 where you built it, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, it's out in the garage, right?" And then three milliseconds after I walked <laughs> into the garage, what did I slobber over? You
0: saw the old beauty.
1: Mm. Boy, did I Harley so, Davidson. The transaction: two thousand and six Electric Glide Classic.
0: Sweet paint job and stuff oh, in it. She's beautiful. I mean, doesn't look good.
1: Beautiful. Tons of extras. Chrome. Vance and Hines. What are you think of those pipes? Vance and makes a noise, pipes don't they? that I don't believe there's a baffle in them. <laughs> because because they are so loud. They bark, man. Yeah. They bark. And so um, I, uh,
0: I have. I mean, a, you decided to break her in. But well, what, how many miles did she have on
1: her? I want to say around 12,400 and something.
0: She's in 06, so yeah, hasn't she's been... She's barely been touched. Yeah. Barely been, touched. And so you're like, man, I've got an opportunity to break this baby in.
1: Mm-hmm. So some college buddies of mine that... Uh, I started my collegiate career at Purdue University as a boilermaker, studying civil engineering. And Did you make any boilers? No, but I definitely felt the dry heat of how a boiler can blow some steam through some pipes <laughs> and make it warm. <laughs> Does
2: that make you a Drew Brees fan?
1: Um, Drew Brees arrived at Purdue probably four years after I left.
2: I figured it wasn't too, yeah. too long after. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always, P.U., you know, P.U., you know, Purdue University, Boilermaker Maker or not, I've always been a big Drew Brees fan. I think the yeah. guy's a great athlete and he's a great, um, He's just a good person. He man. is. He's, a great He's even dude. better off the field. That's, that's what drives me to him. Mm-hmm. But uh, I joined a fraternity when I was there, and I had a blast. And, you know, I don't want to draw the parallel to going through the process of joining a fraternity and going through Hell Week, similar to what you did as a Marine going through your— but there's a brotherhood that does get created that has some similarities, right? Everybody has a common bond and um, you spend a lot of time together and you understand the heritage and the history of what you're doing. It's not even close to the the same um, uh, stratosphere of being in the Marine Corps or anywhere else, but there's definitely a strong bond. So anyhow, a handful of us, we used to go on this golf trip every year and then life happens. You start making families and things get busy and well, we hadn't been together for quite some time. Well, Jonathan Andrew Banning, one of my closest buddies. Great guy. About three months ago, he started hammering us on emails. No, it was probably six months ago, actually, being the organizational uh, pundit that he is. And this was happening. It was it was happening at a uh, all-inclusive retreat mm-hmm. golf area down in Salt Creek, actually, is the name of the place, and uh, about 65, 70 miles south of Indianapolis. And from here... It's a just shy 600-mile run.
0: Dude, that's legit.
1: And I thought, you know, I'm going to do this. <laughs> on, the long on, on the bike. ways on a bike. On the bike. Now, I knew that I wasn't going to fare too well if I just jumped on and <laughs> went nuts for, you know, 10, 12 <laughs> hours, only stopping for gas every couple hours. So I, I drove to middle of Illinois, Springfield, where I was born and raised until I was 9 or Nine and a half. My sister still lives there, so I stopped and had a great evening with my brother-in-law Joe and and, and my sister uh, Patty. So that was about three hundred mile, three twenty seven. So to you be had exact. a
0: nine or nine and a half hour run to get there. To get there, that's well. Weird. To get to
1: Springfield was five and a half. And then the next day I got up as another two eighty. So three hundred twenty seven plus two eighty is oh. you know roughly over just over six hundred miles. And it was, I tell you. The connect, I, I, I remember I um, I read a book in college called The uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Big old thick book that I thought, man, what am I reading? It was about a dude that connected with um, a motorcycle but it was about a life experience and on that motorcycle all the experiences that he had and what it gave to him. And I'll tell you, man, when I'm on two wheels, whether I mean if I'm solo, I'm in a different space. But with them, if I'm with my wife, which when we first moved here to where we live in Lee Summit, Missouri, I had a bike then. That's all we did. We drove around, checked out neighborhoods, watched kids running around playing, watched ball games. We just drove around. There's something about wind in my face, yeah. man, and a little yeah. bit mm. of music not, on. not really like it's it. It's just really calming. Yeah, yeah. Really, it's a good feeling. But th- you know, when you're going 75, 80 mile an hour on the highway, whew you gotta be you gotta be ready for that yeah i kept i caught a couple bugs off the face (laughs) dude that hurts (laughs) oh boy it'll give you that's a stinger it's for real stinger for sure (laughs) but you know the connectedness between you know i guess kind of how we started this cast off is like the connectedness between man and or humankind and machine and the dependency that we have on uh technology and those machines that enable our life like this my connectedness with that machine was a an enabler for freedom yeah, you know mm-hmm. it brought a whole different level and about every about 100 about every 130 140 miles I'd stop stretch my legs put some gas in the tank and yeah it ran oh it was just it was great and and you know you, once again the enablement of technology you know that little awesome phone mount that you have and you know as you're rolling down the road with the you know, I got the, got the little plastic handle on cruise. I'm rolling. I'd click over and look at the storm radar, and I, I was about 25, 30 miles west of Indianapolis, and I'm like, ooh, I don't want to go that direction. Got a bunch <laughs> of bad-looking colors on this map. It was it was red, which is <laughs> bad, oh, oh really yeah, oh. bad. So, so what I did was I just it's weird how things kind of come together and, and parallels that I draw and maybe I'm just weird. I'm a little bit, I'm not a numerologist, but I believe big in numbers and how they weave into your life. So I'm like, I'm taking the next south exit. It happened to be Route 39. The number 39 has a huge influence on in my life. It was the year my mother was born. It was my best buddy, Brent. that He was the number 39 on the baseball team in Iowa. And I haven't even told you that story, but um Ian and I were involved in an accident, in a boating accident, and he didn't make it. And they ended up retiring his number wow. at the University of Iowa. So the number thirty-nine is deeply connected in my life. So I do. I go south on Route Thirty-nine, just completely random I and literally the next exit I could take is Route Thirty-nine. That was an awesome seventy miles. Beautiful. Oh man, I'm going through <laughs> small town America, yeah. and I'm in Indiana. So you know, I got tunes kicking, yeah. and I just. I didn't. I didn't. You know. You got
0: some John Cougar going, that's exactly man. Some Mellencamp what action. I was
1: thinking. I was like, yeah. I was born in a small town, right? Yeah. In small town, that, that start. I'm like, this is what this dude was talking about, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. I was cruising. Was by he from farms. Indiana? Um, that's a good question. Uh, Tyler, Google that stuff. That's a very good question. If he wasn't born there, I know that he lived there at it was some somewhere point around in time. there.
0: I was. I was thinking. of. It was I somewhere at that in point in time. For, yeah but no
1: man just cruise you drive by a farmhouse because you know i I went from you know on these on these state highway roads you know you go you you got 70 mile an hour zones but then you bust into a town you're going 30 and i'm cruising by and this wait people are waving
2: indeed he was
1: seymour indiana seymour oh is that where he was born yep all right so yeah that was that's that's real people yes you know yeah
0: yeah. Well, that's why I love whenever we go down to our farm and driving around,
1: everybody waves. Yeah,
0: at each other. Mm-hmm. You don't catch that. <laughs> you nope. don't catch that. <laughs> you, don't you know, not around in the Kansas City, City so, or, yeah, you, or anywhere else. Yeah. Candidly,
1: it was the first time I had used the damn horn button. Yeah. On the bike because an old boy was on his John Deere tractor yeah. mowing the yard, He's popping the horn and waving. He's he waving. Waved, and I was like, er, er, you know, just <laughs> kind of you know gave him a friendly toot. How yeah. you doing, boss? Just, it just, man, so that's the connectedness between man and machine, the reliance upon technology to avoid that storm. I mean, and it was kind of cool because I'm going directly south and I'm seeing off to the east. I'm like, it's a big, ugly storm. And I'm, I didn't catch one drop of rain, that random turn off on Route 39. Wow. It was just, it was a very soulful moment for me that last hour and a half of the ride. It was awesome. Now
0: what what an interesting parallel just to life. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we take, you know, there's forks in the road. Yeah. We don't really know if you it's gonna no be better. better. We think it will you be have no idea. We hop on it and man, sometimes it's just a really beautiful ride. Yeah. And just uh, to think absolutely. that to, to miss it if we would have went straight.
1: Or the back to the psychology of trusting technology being a part of that group or that demographic that watched how it can influence, I thought, well, you know what? Yes, the storm is there. I can see it on the map. And all this happens in a matter of 10, 15 seconds. You know, I go to the storm radar. I see it I'm like, ooh, I can also see it off in the distance visually. I'm like, I gotta make a decision. And I look at, you know, State Route 39 and I've got ways Running on my—that's mm-hmm. my preferred uh, map yeah, your and, mm-hmm. that yeah. I use, right? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, was bought by Google. Yes. And they're starting to <laughs> integrate some of those functions into Google Maps. Yep. Anyhow, we'll talk about that some other pod podcast. But to trust, okay, if I go on Route 39, is it even going to get me to where I need to go? And I there was a trust factor that said, "You've been doing this long enough, where the map will guide you." Screw it, just do it go go have some fun and that's what i did man it was just it was freeing to just make. now did it add an extra 35 40 minutes to my run probably but i don't care i got there i got there dry that's right and that was the goal yeah so trusting trusting uh where you're going without a clue of never being gone gone down that path before Mm -hmm. that's the enablement of what technology can bring you yeah that's good stuff brother
0: Well, man, you need to go pick up a desk. I do. So we better let you get out of here so Mama doesn't get mad at you and us.
1: (laughs) Well, thanks for Friday Fun Day podcast. Yeah, thank you, Bella.
2: There will be more.
1: I hope we were able to draw uh, many of the connections that, you know, we were trying, you know, there's there's a weaving in and out of what technology did and there's story time. But in the end, it's so driven by what you guys do at Partnernomics and the people aspect of trust and understanding and, um, enablement through the relationships yeah i mean
0: we we love i mean just technology man and what it's doing and so many partnerships opening up and it's it's fun just to learn about it and to chat yeah. with you being a technologist so that's right thank you
1: sir thanks fellas Take have you. a
0: good uh, have a good day and uh, man i hope that desk looks good oh, we'll get there. send us pictures <laughs> all right
1: <laughs> see you guys
0: that wraps it up for this episode of Partnernomics Podcast. We'll see you next time. Partnernomics Podcast is brought to you by Partnernomics. Learn how to leverage the power of partnership. To listen to more episodes of Partnernomics Podcast, visit partnernomics.com.